Hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and I'm back here at the Overflowing Cup in Beloit, Wisconsin, back with Pastor Dave and his wife, Diana, and uh, we're here part two. Uh, we, we really got into it last week, and I, we did. I hated to even stop, but we paused for a second here, so we're going to continue the story here. Um, so, Diana, tell us, tell us your story. How did you come uh, be a part of this, and uh, tell us where you jump in. Well, I'll briefly go back to as a child a lot of family problems hmm. my mother was uh, had some mental health issues that uh, in time um, uh, kind of deteriorated into a full-blown mental illness um, I had some decent family members and I'm I'm grateful for that because it's we were very isolated um, at home but my grandparents actually moved back from Keokuk Iowa they had lived in the, I'm from Davenport, Iowa. They had lived there and then they had moved back. And uh, so what their purpose was as they saw what was going on and, you know, and eventually my parents divorced. Um, it was difficult with my mom. She, um, she just, you know, she just had some real issues that they tried counseling, it wasn't working and that can be very emotionally draining. So anyway, my grandparents blessed their hearts. Never, you never know. And I was a little kid. It's like, you don't know. You're a, you're a kid, and there's all these adults. And mm -hmm. I'd climb up into the apple tree and pray to God. And uh, and then, um, but when they were uh, came back, then I would would be going to uh, church and Sunday school. I remember when I was a little second grader. This little light of mine, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna let it shine. And I went to a very good church that prepared you for the time that you could receive Jesus Christ. And so, and that's all because of my grandparents that we, we'd go home with them Sunday afternoon and have dinner. And so that was my foundation. Um, and then as time went on, I, I had some issues and I married the wrong person and um, sort of backed off from, uh, the Lord was always with me though. I mean, I'd receive the Lord, but, it was just difficult times, and so uh, I ended up um, uh, divorced myself. I had three children, and you know, a problem in church, and I can understand why you want to have standards, and I yeah. can understand, you know, but when you're a divorcee and you're trying to yeah. take your kids to church, and it's very family-oriented, and and you want to be able to contribute in some way. I, I did a little Sunday school, and but anyway, to make to again, as Dave says, make. I ended up. Um, my ex-husband had gotten thrown in prison. I was very afraid of him, abusive relationship, and so I found out that he was getting out of prison, and he had already threatened. And I found a way to disappear. <laughs> I ended up in South Philadelphia. Uh, with a, a guy and uh, but that didn't last long and I finally realized you know as God was dealing with me and convicting me that I needed to get back home it was long before drugs like meth and heroin was hitting the Midwest yeah. that was all out there you know so I decided it wasn't a safe place for my kids there were a lot of people that you know you just so I got I got um, my my boyfriend um, dropped me off 
and I was at my mom, and she still had the mental health issues. And yeah. I ended up uh, in, with a group of Jesus people. They were up in Aurora, Illinois, and um, I got to do stuff in that ministry. Mm. You know, your street ministry, yeah. and we had meetings at night. And, um, you know, so I like to say that I had a Baptist background, and then I had a little bit of assembly and a little bit of four square, and then mm. I had a, some Jesus people that gave me a foundation. Yeah. So. Um, so as time went on and I wanted to raise my kids, I, I got my kids to church. It's, it's just that there aren't a lot of people that, hey, I see that you're, I had to work on weekends and yeah. I, I see that your kids are, you know, gee, I'll, I'll take them to church for you, like families. Yeah. It, churches can be, and I'm not critical, they can be very, so family oriented. Yes. Now, you know, maybe some of that's changed where they try to include a little more. So uh, I ended up with the Jesus people for five years and physically demanding. I lived in a tent for uh, 19 months and a camper mm. for 16 months. and um, Traveled coast to coast. Yeah, traveled wow. coast to coast. We actually sent people overseas. Uh, it was kind of like that hippie Jesus people, but we had other yeah. people that joined. <coughs> so anyway... Uh, so go back, and so I tried to just raise my kids, and yeah. then uh, I was, um, I had gone to school, I was a dropout, I got my GED, um, I went to school, uh, I ended up, um, because I completed my GED, going to nurses training, and then years later I went through, I got my master's in social work. Uh, and that was God. I yeah. just read a lot when I was a kid. I was uh, maybe precocious in that way. So so my kids are, are pretty much grown, um, and I'm at home, and I'm finishing up my thing. And, and we had um, finishing up my coursework, uh, and we had a person, a couple. They're, they're no longer with each other. But at that time, we had a couple. They were both musicians. They, they played, had played at our coffee house. Coffee okay. house. I knew them from down there where I would kind of follow them. I liked live music. Yeah. And so it could be blues, jazz, or acoustic. So I followed them around. So I'm finishing a paper. I'm almost done with school, and I get this, you know, instant message. And... Um, well, Michelle said, what are you doing? I said, well, I don't know. I'm just about done with school. I think I might actually have a social life. Because mm. sometimes you just can't juggle yep. both. I had yep. kids. I had, you know, I had, I didn't have them anymore. But, you know, I had a lot going on. Right. So um, nothing, but I think I might be open to a social work. And, and she's going, well, you know, we know this pastor friend. He just <laughs> lost Pat the year before. And we have this pastor friend, and we'd like you to meet him. Would you be willing to meet him? And I said, well, yeah, I, you know, that's that's fine. And up pops Dave on my screen. <laughs> and um, we weren't, we didn't, we were talking back and forth. And um, I was at a point where, I wanted to be able to be more in active ministry. Yeah. I went to church. I did things. I, you know, that's part of my um, gift. You know, I want to be a participant in yeah. my walk with the Lord. So I ended up uh, meeting, you know, talking to Dave, and we maybe for two or three weeks we were on emails, and then then Michelle suggested to Dave, well, maybe you should call her up. She might want to listen to your voice. Mm. And then we made we made uh, arrangements to meet 
Um, and uh, it was a whirlwind because we met, we met uh, like September the 11th um, uh, before 9-11. And, um, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, uh, and then we met and then he, three pro weeks later, he proposed to wow. me at the romantic place, uh, Ross's whatever it was. It, it, it was like a restaurant. <laughs> They were known for the mound. It was like maid rights, but it was their own okay. version. So, uh, anyway, so we met, and he proposed, and I said yes. And and I had already told talked to another pastor that I was kind of going to their church, and I I also went to my own more mainline, although I didn't come from that background. And so, um, I had told them, I said, you know, I don't know what's <laughs> going on, but I know. I feel I feel like God's bringing me around full circle, yeah. and I want to be more. You know, I I just don't know. I said I don't know that I'll be coming to your church and f serving, but I said I just feel like God has brought me full circle. And then here's Dave, and he kind of has a Jesus people yeah. connection, and then he's doing more of a uh, non-traditional kind of way that to reach out. Actually, it's not non-traditional. Jesus right. walked in the right. highways and byways. And, yeah. But anyway, so then we we got married. At, uh, six weeks we got married. Okay. But everything fell in place. I mean, I'm mm. looking for my wedding dress, and <clears throat> and I got a. I mean, it's just like you know. So God was working it out. You're right. And, and then she's still uh, with me 22 I, years later. Yeah, I was a school <laughs> nurse at the time, and I didn't want to um, lose out on my. You know, you get you, you get a a pay salary, and you can have a 12 month payroll, or you can so. Uh, so I decided I didn't want to lose out, and um, um, so I and I had to get my house ready. I had a house yeah. down there. So anyway, I ended up with Dave, and I I would commute. Hmm. Um, but I I remember one time because I had to work through a lot of stuff, and I'm sitting there, and we have people sitting listening to the music, and we had some people that brought their kids. We didn't have a formal. A child, child care. Yeah. Sometimes we had like a Sunday school. Sometimes we didn't. And I remember sitting there, and we had this little room that was a prayer room and also the television. So the the parents would stick all their kids in there. Yeah. And we had the stage right next to. I'm sitting there, and, and pretty soon the kids are fighting over the TV, whoever. And so the parents would finally go open the door and go, wah, 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 you know, and then yeah. slam. And and then I'm watching the. And I thought, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? I've gone backwards. <laughs> but it, you know, I have. Um, I just think that I was. Um, it was a God thing, and yeah. that I was suited to do that. This type of minute, in some ways, you know. But, in many ways, actually. So. Yeah, but no, because I do care, and because of my background. Right. You know, I didn't have the. I had some good things in my background, but I had a lot of chaos and turmoil right. and. So I, when I went to school, I always wanted to take my experiences growing up and be able to have God use them in right. some way. So, so, again, so, so God didn't, again, just use you in spite of your background, but God used that background. That's right. And that's so, right. you know, to those who are listening, you know, don't let that ever be a discouragement mm -hmm. to you. If you think that there's something in your past that somehow disqualifies you from, from service or from getting into a church, 
just just be aware that and scripture is replete with mm-hmm. uh, example after example of this of this same thing where uh, someone who you'd least likely expect to mm-hmm. to be in a ministry God uses because of that and so uh, uh, Pastor Dave you said last week uh, Romans eight twenty eight for God you know God um, all things work. yeah all things work together for good to those who love God to those to those who are called according to His purpose yeah. God has a plan for your life Amen and sometimes that plan is is suffering but it's, it's interesting you look at a passage like uh, James chapter one and Romans chapter five where the scripture addresses suffering but each of those passages are a list and suffering is just the first step Mm -hmm. and god brings us through that to grow us and to mature us and to bring us to a point where he can use us but that often comes with difficulty first Mm -hmm. yeah and so i think i think um too we have to remember that it doesn't always happen overnight and god doesn't have a god does deliver and save i'm not going to diminish the supernatural but i will say that he doesn't just wave a holy ghost wand over you and you know in in your initial receiving the lord you know you might be real happy uh i was so young but um he uh lately i've been thinking about the scripture that says the um about working out your own salvation yeah. <laughs> we we have to work the details out I, do, was i perfect i still had depressive issues yeah. i probably had some aftermath of the w- <laughs> way i was ra- raised and i i had to really focus on the positives yeah. and then i i leaned heavily on jesus christ as my yeah. as my centering point you know um and uh, that's why I'm still here where I'm at. It, if it wasn't with the <laughs> Lord, the paraclete, the the one who walks alongside, right. Right. you know, he's a counselor, he's a teacher, he's a comforter. Yeah. I mean, he walks alongside with us. And even when we're in the wrong place, like I, I can talk about being in South Philly, you know, the Holy Spirit was convicting me, and then he was nudging me back right. where I needed right. to be. That's what I love about that, that the whole idea of, of Christ, the Holy Spirit being our, our, our paraclete, our, the one who stands alongside, the comforter, the, the advocate, right. is that he stands alongside of us oftentimes when no one else will. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes uh-huh. when, when people, others would, would abandon us because of whatever decisions we But there he is, you know, and, and 2 Corinthians 1 talks about that idea of Christ being with us in the struggles, not just, sometimes we think that, I have to get through this struggle, and at the end of that struggle, God will be there. But no, right in the middle of that, God is nudging you along. You can't always see it, but He's He's bringing you in a new direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's 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 just if you're going through that difficult time, know that God hasn't abandoned you. That's right. But that He's there with you, and He's there uh, ready again to assist you, even if it doesn't seem like anybody else wants to. You'll never leave us, and you'll never forsake right. us. So, you know, it, on the surface, you can look at me now and say, oh, she's a, received education, and she's yeah. this, and I had a profession. I also, you know, on this on this nursing side, and then I've done a couple internships. But people don't understand, and, and I haven't wanted, oftentimes I'm not totally willing to share yeah. my testimony because... It's, there are people that can judge you. Yep. You know yep. they can they can diminish, and so um, on the surface you can see all these positives that society would say is right. great, 
but they they don't always see the the, the adversity and having to walk out yeah. that salvation. Right. So I'm blessed to have my wife Diana. She yes. she alluded to one thing, and I want to just expand on it a little bit. Yeah. I met her after my my wife Pat passed away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She I was married uh, to Pat for 25 years, six mm -hmm. months and three days, and she mm -hmm. come mm -hmm. had cancer, but. Uh, Back in when we first started, she she wasn't my wife. She was Pat Hendrickson. And three months later, people said, you know, Dave, you get along with her so well. Why don't you marry her? Because they knew mm. we were both eligible. Yeah. And that's what we did. We got married at the Overflowing Cup Coffee House mm. and, uh, in 1974 on June 23rd. And... Uh, so that that was just a, a divine thing too, you know. And she's a strong. She was a strong Christian, and she had the skills and ability, yeah. you know, to help him frame this ministry. Yeah. What we see now isn't, but because of her administrative abilities, uh, she was uh, grounded in the words. Yeah. She often did Bible studies. She was a talented and gifted uh, musician, the organ and piano, and, and sing. He, she would assist him in worship. Hmm. I mean, there's so much that, that, that this ministry I wouldn't be here except for the foundation yeah. that Jesus does it, but the right. foundation that she helped. But Jesus uses people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in 1987, yeah. Pat came down with cancer. Well, my parents had heard about a guy who had found a cure for cancer by the name of Harold W. Manor down in Tijuana, Mexico. Well, he was a Gideon, and he went around speaking to people. So I'm so grateful that because what happened as a result, we didn't want chemo and radiation, yeah. so we thought, let's check that out. Well, we check it out because he'd been uh, involved in the uni Chicago uh, University thing. Okay. But uh, they said he was a quack. Well, we went down there for his alternative treatment. I give God all the credit because of the prayer that went up. But her cancer went from stage two to stage zero in 10 days. Mm. And it was due to this me metabolic therapy, yeah. which kills the cancer cells, but leaves the good cells and builds up your body's immune system. So that's that's a whole story in itself. So I just wanted to share that with you. But 10 years later then is when it formed a different tumor and we mm. Just in couldn't get place. it. Yeah, we just couldn't get it. So she died uh, the day after Christmas in 1998. Mm. Sixty yeah. years old, she died. Uh, Sixty years old, yeah. yeah. So um, the book I'm writing, Lord willing, <laughs> I've got a good start, but I'll, I'll I'll dedicate it to her memory. Yeah, because she was mm -hmm. such a big part of this ministry. Mm. But the name of my book is going to be called "Unto the Least of These," because mm. uh, Jesus said, "When you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me." Right. So that's the plan. If I live long enough, which I think I will. Well, you're going to have to promise to come back on the podcast and talk about that book. book okay, we'll look forward to that. Absolutely. As Amen. we make progress, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I've got a book I've written. <clears throat> I've written the table of contents. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got the introduction. Yeah, yeah. And that was about five years ago. But um, <laughs> anyway. I know. So I started mine in 1989, <laughs> and it didn't develop yet, but I'm so working I, on it. I, I pray that God will use your book greatly, um, more than mine. <clears throat> That's probably never going to get written. Anyway. Don't um, we'll Negative confessions. That's, that's true. We'll both get them written. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about what's going on right now. So it's 2012. Well, by the time this airs, it'll be 2022. Uh, tell, tell me about what the ministry of the Overflowing Cup is now. You've got Sunday nights. You've got concerts. You've got people coming in. Uh, but that's not only. 
No, um, what you do. So tell us a little our, bit. Our, our, our public activities are Wednesday night, Renewal Recovery. We, we reach out to those that are struggling mm -hmm. with addiction. Saturday night is our regular concert, our fantastic concerts, yeah, different style Saturday. every weekend. And Sunday night is our worship service. We call it a chapel service. Yeah. And that's with uh, worship music or and a message. Yeah. And uh, we also go live on Facebook. Right. And I've seen some yeah. of those, those Sunday nights yeah, on, we go on live. Facebook. So that helps. Uh, I mean, we get a lot of people that don't come physically, but they'll watch online. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I see that as valuable. Before yeah. COVID, we were already starting to do that. But so. that's just what, what our doors are open for. Right. It's what goes on during the week with our 24-hour phone number, 608-365-0365, which we've had that number for, yeah. you know, 49 years. And um, anyway, um, we get phone calls of people in need, people that are sleeping under the bridge or yeah. just yesterday. We get them all the time um, where we'll go down and uh, give them a blanket or a sleeping bag or, or, or buy them something to eat yeah. and try to get them into their own place shelter or give, yeah or we'll have people call you know i just started this job i mean maybe they haven't i i and i i, I haven't been paid yet so mm. uh, could you and so we help with a small amount of gas a gas card we yeah. can't we can't fill right. everybody's tank but small amount of gas to get them back and forth until they get their check and yeah. yep. we do things like that emergency food sometimes we'll get a call we don't have any and then we make referrals all the time you know we tell them about caritas we we yeah. tell them about some of the other organizations agencies and churches in town when we had the homeless shelter called mm -hmm. the Harbor for the Homeless, yeah. we were literally the only homeless shelter from Rockford to Madison. Mm. So the whole state line area was, <laughs> um, was um, the, we were the shelter. We had, uh, um, 650, we had 650 people a year wow. for various lengths of stay. That was our biggest year. Um, and my late wife was working with the governor, the, the back to work deal. Yeah. And, uh, and over the next couple of years, it came down to 450 people. So it works. If you so they can, did a lot of case management. Yeah. So we do it now in a different way. Getting people more self-sufficient, not depending right. on the government. Yeah. You know, is important. I had one one big Cadillac came down from uh, Minneapolis when we had our homeless shelter. It was full. I mean, there was several adults and several kids. This big Cadillac comes in, and they were homeless, and they, they, they said, well, I'm glad they were honest. They said, well, we heard that if we come down to Wisconsin, the welfare is better down here, you mm. know? So they had a long drive to get back to Minneapolis, but I said, you know what? Here's what we'll do. We'll put you up for one night, and then you get in your car, and you go back to Minneapolis. Hmm. That's, you know, not come down here to get on welfare. Right. We're trying to get people right. off of welfare, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. back to work. There's yeah. people that need it, okay? We yeah. work with mentally ill people a lot. Yeah. and Are cognitively disabled. Yeah, but, or, you know, or whatever their disability is, it's real for them. And uh, we don't want to forget that. Yeah. And uh, but it, that's a rut too. Yeah, that's a rut for people. Everybody has their individual story, you know. Yep. Really. Well, we're running out of time here. Yep. And uh, I do, I do want to ask you uh, two final questions. So first, what advice do you have to people who are who who have a heart for a similar ministry that you got? They they want to reach the unreached. They want to reach the people. Again, like you said, we don't need to go. In, not that we shouldn't, but we don't need to go into Africa and to other 
parts of the world to reach the unreached. I mean, there are people in our neighborhoods, yes. in our own streets that, that need to be reached, that churches aren't reaching and that others aren't reaching for the gospel. Mm -hmm. So to those who want to get into ministry like this, what, what advice do you have? Well, I would, I would recommend that uh, feel free to be a volunteer here at the Overflowing yeah. Cup. we got a wonderful lady named... Uh, uh, She's doing a, a feeding a program. Angela Glover. An Angela. She's doing a Angela. monthly community meal. Okay. Yep. She's got a vision for yeah. the future. We're hosting you know. it here. And she has her own church, but she loves this place, and she knows we reach the homeless people. We reach the street right. people. And that's where her heart is at. So let's give her that opportunity to develop her ministry. Yeah. So we do that a lot. Same with musicians. Uh, a lot of musicians over the years, have. this was their first public appearance. Mm. Now they've gone on, they've cut records and everything else. Yeah. Some. We're the yeah. oldest, I claim this, we're the oldest continuously running coffee house, Christian coffee house in the country. Mm. It, we're not the first one, um, but but a lot of coffee houses, unfortunately, lasted six months to two years and yeah. they're over because there wasn't the support. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that leads me to my second question, really probably one of the most important questions I could ask. Um, I have a banjo at home. Why haven't I gotten a phone call about coming in? At, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> We're going to get Gosh, you know, Because right, we've Mark. heard you play. No. No, <laughs> no. no. When, when I learn to play it, someday, uh, yeah. maybe I'll come in. Yeah. Uh, but I've got to figure that out someday. That's I've got to pick right. it back up at some point. But we have, um, <laughs> yeah, we, we have all sorts of people on different levels that we got blessed with we've come, we, that have come and ministered, and yeah. they don't have to be perfect. No, yeah. so you're gonna we mark uh, our new pastor associate. He's gonna get you scheduled, bro. Uh oh, okay. <laughs> well, I better get some uh, lessons. I don't know how much quick. time we got, but a while back um, there was just I went to the uh, Denny's restaurant, yeah. and here's at the checkout. Here's this sh short, stocky bushy bearded guy he's a truck driver i mean really big beard anyway um i visited with him i said man how are you doing nice to I, i'm that way i yeah tell him about jesus and uh i said i'm pastor dave what's your name he said my name is trouble i said really <laughs> i i get i i love to meet you you know and uh i said i've met trouble a lot of times but anyway he okay. said i've got something for you i said really now, I already know his name is Trouble. Yeah. He said, uh, I'm going to go out to the truck and get it. He comes back in with a vintage, beautiful mandolin. Yeah. In wow. choice condition. He found and it he in said, the I trash. Want, <laughs> no, 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 no. He said, I've carried this thing for 10 years in my truck. Hmm. And he said, I want to give it to you. Wow. What a blessing. I humbly took it. Yeah. But um, I, he wouldn't even give me his last name. Oh. I would love to meet that trouble again yeah <laughs> but anyway uh it's a real blessing i'll show we're, it to you sometime. we're a faith-based ministry um we don't receive government money so we're we're dependent on people uh having their heart touched and and uh, and contributing to the cause yeah you know which could be whatever they give might help keep the lights on or right. You know, you can't you can't have a building where people come in to be ministered to, and and we we could sit in the middle of the winter and freeze to death. Yeah. But you, well, everybody can't maybe go out and hit the streets, right. but everybody can pray for this ministry. Yeah. Right. And number two, I think everybody could find a little bit to give us yeah. on a monthly basis. Um, 
not that you should take away from where you're giving already, but uh, we encourage that. It's all tax right. deductible if that's important to you. But if enough people do that, it helps us to keep our doors open. And give us that website again. People well, the website is overflowingcup.org. All yeah. one word, overflowingcup.org and uh, slash donate.php. But you'll see it on the menu. Right. And, and our, our, our phone number again is 608 365 0365. And we have a P.O. Box. P.O. Box 1075. That's right. Beloit, Wisconsin. That's right. 53512. All right. So but I just wanted to say that, yeah. um, um, and, and we could probably do another show sometime, but I feel like I'm, I'm transitioning. Yeah. At my age, what's going to happen when I die? What's going to happen? I don't want this ministry because God told me in the 70s that this ministry would be here until Jesus comes back. He didn't verbally tell me, but that was a strong conviction. Yeah. And I believe God did tell me that. So for that to happen, um, either he's coming back really soon, which I think he is, or somebody younger has to come in to pick up the, uh, the like, baton. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Relay pass race. The baton. Pass the baton. And uh, I'll just say his name right now, but um, I've been looking for years. Always looking for those younger people that could come in and help us. And we yeah. have had wonderful helpers. We've had... Uh, our staff has been amazing, but they move on. Yeah, and they have to have a and heart for this type of ministry. And, and yeah, and many of them did, but they, that God led them in a different direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 30 years ago, I met Mark Archambo, and uh, Mark was a musician with uh, several bands, but uh, Fish and Musicians was one of the bands. Mm. Amazing musicians, but Mark uh, became our worship leader for a while, and about 25 years ago or so, he was officially ordained as a minister through mm. this ministry. Um, of course, God ordained them, right. but, yeah. but you get your credentials that yeah. way. So anyway, after all this time, uh, and Mark will tell you his own story, but he and his wife, Maquette, have moved to Beloit now and are now on our staff. Mm. Mark is our executive director and an associate pastor here. And I believe I believe that God brought them into our lives. Yeah. And, uh, so we'll just have to see. So you know, God one step at a time. Right. Yes. We're, I don't want to overwhelm him. Or yeah. As far as we know, we're we're still in the background, offering support. I mean, yes. you know. But it, we're in April nineteenth, yeah. April of this year of twenty twenty two. We'll be celebrating forty eight years of ministry. Wow. Right. So, I'm, I'm hoping that somewhere along that line, our transition will move along where I can take some time and finish my book. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, See, we're already uh, we're also um, incorporated in the state of North Dakota okay. as a nonprofit, and uh, there's been people that want us to start Christian ministries like this in other cities and other states, mm. and I see that happening. Yeah, um, Mark had an overflowing cup down in uh, Tucson uh, mm. at one time, and, uh, mm. and 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 so God has put it together. We might have other works like this, but that's only for the glory of God. Right. Yeah. It's an overlap. But there's a need. That's my whole yeah, point. Absolutely. There's such a need in every community. Big right. communities, little communities. Yeah. So wherever we go. All okay. right. So overflowingcup.org. You can learn more about that. And I hope you'll 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 pray about what you can give and uh, how you can help the ministry here. So don't forget, check out our website at www.basicbiblepodcast.org. And you'll find all the links there and uh, what we've been talking about here. So Pastor Dave, uh, Diana, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and kind of mm -hmm. giving me your time here. I know it's it, you've your time is valuable and you've given it, so I, I appreciate that. 
But I, you guys are very giving people. I know that already. I mean, the last time I was here, I, believe, I walked out with a box of books. Um, so <laughs> that's my love language. So, yeah. um, so thank you for everything, all all the ministry that you've done here, and uh, thank all of you for listening. So check us back. Uh, check out. Check us back next week. We'll have another podcast already for you. So until next week, have a great rest of your week.